The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Hello, welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. And I'm the senior assistant minister in at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Um, if you're ever in the Chicagoland area, please stop by and worship with us on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. to 12 noon or check out our live stream on www.cutemple.org. Um, I think you will be empowered. I, I think you, you will love to hear good preaching by Reverend Wells, listen to our choir, um, and listen to our other ministers as we present um, this New Thought Christian message to the world. Today, we are in the midst of a series based upon the book, Discover the Power Within You by Eric Butterworth. And this is a powerful book. Um, you know, as I'm going through the book and really teaching it online, makes me realize just how important this book is. I believe when I started teaching the book, I said that this is a top five book in new thought. In other words, this is one of the five books anyone who is in uh, new thought or reads new thought material should have. I sincerely believe that. And I do know that um, if you get the book and you work with it, it will help you grow in wisdom and understanding. So if you do not have the book, I highly recommend that you get it since I'm teaching it chapter by chapter. I want to make sure that you have an opportunity to um, really 
really drill down into the message of new thought because that does matter. You know, a lot of times we study a thing surfacely, but we really don't get into the meat of it. So that's why I'm teaching it chapter by chapter. Today's lesson is based upon his chapter, Jesus's formula for healing. So let me say this again, as I say it in um, during every episode during this series. My request of you is if you do not have the book, Discover the Power Within You by Eric Butterworth, that you get it. That's my request. Since I'm teaching it chapter by chapter, I'm not teaching it line by line. I'm not even teaching it page by page. I'm just teaching it chapter by chapter. Therefore, what God might reveal to you or might be important to you, I might go past. I might not emphasize or I might not focus on. So it's important that you get the book. You do the reading. You do your own inner prayer work and then allow the spirit that's within you to do the revel- give the revelation. Again, I'm a facilitator. I'm uh, a pointer to the truth. The truth is in you. So for the truth to really work in you, you have to stir up the gift of God that's in you, as Paul wrote. So we're going to get into the Jesus's formula of healing, but I do also want to remind you that uh, last year I did uh, several uh, shows or episodes on healing. And I'm saying that because I'm only going to be given a little bit based upon this chapter. But last year, I think I did seven episodes just on spiritual healing. And I went through all of the main modalities and new thought as far as how we teach spiritual healing. So I think it's really important that if you're in, uh, interested in understanding spiritual healing, go back through my archives and find those episodes on spiritual healing. I give the book references. I give page numbers. I give tools, the whole nine. So you definitely don't want to miss out on that information if what you're really concerned about is understanding how spiritual healing works. Now, one last thing before I get started. New thought is at its foundation a spiritual healing movement. The early uh, founders of what we now call new thought believed that they uh, rediscovered the healing ministry of Jesus. Uh, People like Phineas P. Quimby, who's considered the founder of new thought, even though he wasn't trying to uh, start a religion or a religious movement, He was just a person who used spiritual healing to help people heal their bodies. Uh, People who some of his students ended up being the people who founded New Thought. And one of the uh, and uh, another famous student, Mayor Baker Eddy, founded Christian Science. So at the foundation of New Thought is healing. And what they discovered was that when you really realize your own spiritual wholeness, they discovered that it works in other things well as well. Prosperity, uh, career, success, et cetera, et cetera. So as we continue to work with the process, it allows us to um, to completely apply the principle to anything we have to do or we have to handle in life. Now, let's get right to the book. Page 159. It states basically that he says there is a strange paradox in Christianity today. While Jesus healed all manner of diseases and left some amazing 
really clear concepts about what by which we can follow him in the practice of healing by spiritual means. It is rare to find a Christian church that stresses spiritual healing if it will even admit to the possibility. Now, when he wrote this in the 60s, obviously, um, some of the uh, more spiritual healing crusades and some of those other things weren't happening as much as they're happening now. But the point that he's making is this, that healing as a as a as a spiritual science was something that was not necessarily uh, focused on or is focused on in, in, in today's society. All right. And what he does is on page 150 and 160 is basically say that people use the proof of the healings to promote Jesus's divinity. And he's saying Jesus taught the divinity of man. Therefore, the principle of healing basically speaks to the divinity within all people. Okay, so let's get right to it on page 161. He says, Jesus was not a magician. In his ministry, he simply fulfilled divine law on a higher level than anyone has before or since. The miracle healings were not only an evidence of the divinity of Jesus. They also evidenced the divinity of man, of the person healed. They... The potential for healing is in every person simply because he is innately divine, innately whole and complete. Jesus's insight was so great and he saw the divinity in the other person with such intensity that there was a healing light. His faith quickened the sleeping potential and it sprang forth into full and perfect light. So basically, he just gave the key to healing right here. I don't want you to miss it. He said. Jesus is in. First of all, he said the potential for healing is in every person. That's key. The potential for healing is in every person. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean it is manifested. It's just potential right now. The potential for healing is in every person simply because he or she is divine. Innately whole and complete because you're innately whole and complete. It's an aspect of you that's never been sick, never been broke, never been unhappy, never been in any situation that you would consider out of balance or or out of harmony. There's a part of you that is always whole and complete. We call that part of you spirit. We call that part of you I am. We call that price that that part of you. Image likeness. We call that part of you your true self. We call that part of you the word. We call that part of you the Christ. We call that part of you indwelling spirit. We call that part of you many, many names. But it's speaking to your wholeness. There's a part of you that is whole. You can be healed because your true nature is wholeness. There's a part of you that's whole and your body can reflect your wholeness. So what did Jesus do? He wrote that Jesus's insight was so great. He saw the divinity in the other person with such intensity that there was a healing light. So as Reverend Coleman used to say, all healing begins in the mind of the practitioner. What that basically means is. That 
the practitioner of truth. Let me just make that plain. The person that's doing the praying, the person that's, that's beholding the wholeness and completeness in someone else has to see beyond the appearance in the body and see the wholeness of God in the experience. Blessed are the pure in hearts, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in their subconscious feeling nature, for they shall see wholeness and completeness. So that's a part of the process. So it says his faith quickened. His faith quickened the sleeping potential. His faith, his perceiving power of mind, his ability to pull the, 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 the good from the invisible to the visible. His ability to perceive the spiritual wholeness quickened the sleeping potential within the individual. And it sprang forth in full and perfect life. So when we're praying for our own healing or for the healing of another, we're not praying for a sick body to become well. We're praying to behold the wholeness and completeness that's already there so the sleeping potential can spring forth. Uh, around CUT when I first came, Christ Universal Temple, when I first came around here, it used to be a saying. And they still say it, but it used to be quite frequent back then. There's nothing to be healed, only God to be revealed. There's nothing to be healed, only God to be revealed. And that's important to realize. I am beholding wholeness. And when God is revealed in my body, it shows up as wholeness and completeness. It shows up as what we would call the healing of disease, disease or disease, illness, pain. Why? Because the wholeness is expressing through the cells of your body because the body is the vehicle for spirit and soul. But more importantly, the body reflects consciousness. See, but our consciousness is so in tune with the human way of seeing life that it's not reflecting the spirit because the soul isn't the soul isn't reflecting spirit. So the body can only reflect what the soul is reflecting. The soul is reflecting the the conglomeration of different thoughts and beliefs. Uh, therefore, that that are not necessarily consistent with our spiritual nature. H.M. Katie puts it this way in, in Lessons and Truth. She says, all men believe themselves to be in bondage to the flesh and the things of the flesh. All suffering is the result of this belief. That's the part that we have to work with. So the next paragraph, Eric Butterworth states, Jesus said, I know that his commandment is life eternal. From John chapter 12, verse 50, he knew that man had become drowsy in a spiritual sense. He was asleep to the truth of his life. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. John 10, 10. He knew that man was an eternal being with the power of renewal and health as a fundamental part of his divinity. Thus, the healing that resulted was a demonstration of the law of life and not a deviation from it. So you being whole and complete in your health is consistent with who you are spiritually. 
That's key. Who you are spiritually. You're supposed to be whole and complete because you're a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. Can you just accept that? Just accept that. I'm a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. You know, one of the, you know, the studying of spiritual principle uh, is obviously a lifetime, lifelong journey. But if you need a spiritual healing, this should be the, the one thing you're studying and wrestling with and contemplating on and praying on and meditating on. And like Jacob, you say, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I tell people all the time, if it's healing that you're working on, you should have your denials, you should have your affirmations, you should have your meditation, you should have your music, you should have your books, you should have whatever, all of it in tune with your healing. Whatever you can do physically to support what you're doing, that means go do some yoga, go walk around the block, go do some Tai Chi, go do some Qigong, go go to the gym or whatever. You can do it, even if it's chair aerobics, whatever you can do physically to support your healing consciousness, do so. If you are about healing your own, be about it. If you're developing a consciousness of healing to be a, to stand in the gap for someone else, be about that. Make that your study. Write out a regimen. I'm going to read this and I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to put this into practice. I'm going to do these affirmations. I'm going to do this visualization. I'm going to do this visioning. I'm going to do this. Whatever it is that you need to do. But be still and know and then work a plan out to work with your healing. Jesus just didn't, uh, you know, as a baby, get up and start laying hands on people and people start getting healed. That was a consciousness that was developed. And you have to develop yours. Get that. You have to develop yours. Completely. You can be healed today. If you had the sufficient consciousness to do it. But let's just work on I can be healed and just work with it from now and then now and then now and then now and make every moment the now that's that you accept your healing and that you claim your healing because the demand, the supply rather is always equal to the demand. No demand in faith, no supply. So um, we're coming up on our first break, and I do want to remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your love offerings. So please make sure you click on the donate button to support uh, Unity as they, um, you know, send this wonderful life-affirming message around the world. They help, quote-unquote, pay the bills, pay the staff, and Take care of the things that they need to take care of so we can take care of you. So um, definitely make sure you click and donate. We're going to don't forget that you can call and ask me any questions at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. And yeah, I would love to hear from you when we're talking about healing. This is a powerful subject. So we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. 
If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, An Upgrade for the 21st Century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. Again, um, I want to make sure that you know that you can call in uh, and ask me any questions at, at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489, because you might have a question about some of the material, especially when it comes to the spiritual healing material. Don't hesitate to call if you do have a question. Now, I'm going to continue going forward on page 163. Eric Butterworth states, now let us get this point straight. Jesus did not originate spiritual healing. He did not make the healing law, nor did he heal through some magic or mystical power or through a divine dispensation that abrogated known laws of life. Spiritual healing is possible simply because man is essentially a spiritual being and healing is simply the art of opening out of the way whence the present splendor may escape. So again, healing is possible because you're already a spiritual being living in the spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. That's the part you got to get. 
Because once you get that, you can go forward. Once you get that, you can have the space or the, the context to focus and function in your healing. That's one of the things that, um, that we, that we really have to work on. We have to work on the space of, 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 I can be whole. I can be healed because I am already whole. I can be healed because I'm already whole. And, uh, James Dillett Freeman, who was a, um, a unity minister and writer and, and poet, um, had a statement in his book, The Case for Reincarnation, where he wrote, Perf- perfect but not perfected. And I like to use that statement when I talk about healing. Uh, the the Christ in me, my spiritual nature is perfect, but my soul body expression of it has not been perfected. So I can be healed because I'm whole. So the process of expressing my wholeness is what we call healing. But I'm already whole spiritually. All right. He goes on to say, on page 163, spiritual healing is not an attempt to gain special favor with God. Oh, I said read that already. Excuse me. Uh, Let me turn the page. Page um, 164. He has the scripture, judge not according to appearances, but judge righteous judgment. John chapter 7, verse 24. He states, Jesus taught that man lives in two worlds, not in succession, but concurrently. He lives in the world of appearances, the three-dimensional world of form and shape, of time and space, the world where we have fluctuated experiences of sickness and health, of peace and war, of harmony and chaos. But man also lives in a spiritual world as a spiritual being. So Jesus says, don't be misled by praising yourself in, your life, in, yourself in life. You are whole, even if you are experiencing sickness. You can be healed because you are whole. So, again, we live, we we walk the human life and the spiritual life at the same time. Yes, you have a human body, human experience, but you're also a spiritual being and you live both lives at the same time. Matter of fact, you live a life at the spiritual level, soul level, consciousness or awareness level and a physical level all at the same time. So you're a spiritual, mental and physical being. That's that. That's deep in and of itself. You're a spiritual, f- mental, and physical being at the same time. Just think about what that means. That at any level of life, at any moment of life, you're functioning on at three levels of life. We 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 have an awareness at a level of our mental. We know ourselves as our body, our our five senses, our appetites, etc. We're just getting around it to understanding what it means to be a spiritual being. We're still in kindergarten when it comes to that. As a human race, I'm not talking about individuals. So Mr. Butterworth goes on to say, when you look in the mirror, you see the three-dimensional creature, the man of form and shape, and you may not be particularly happy with that shape. But you probably say, what can I do? That's just the way I am. But if you open your mind to consider the dynamics of Jesus' teaching, you will begin to see through the mirror instead of in it. Paul says we see in a mirror darkly, but he also says we must come face to face from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. Beyond the appearances revealed in the mirror is the total person you are in spirit. 
And I love this. He says, there is that of you that is greater than your weakness, stronger than your fears, the four dimensional creature that is whole, even within your sickness. This is that of you that is the perfect idea in the mind of God. Wow. I am the perfect idea in the mind of God. You are the perfect idea in the mind of God. Right now, even if if you're going through the going through right now, even if you don't have two nickels to rub together, even if your life is falling apart right now, you don't know what to do. You're the perfect idea in the mind of God because Christ is God's idea of itself. And and the Christ is not Jesus's last name. Again, Christ is God's idea of itself that Jesus perfectly expressed. So when we understand that the difference between Jesus and and the rest of the difference between Jesus and the rest of humanity is not origin, but consciousness. Then that means that when he said these works I do, you can do an even greater works because I go into my father. We can really take that on. What does it really mean to say these works I do? You can do and even greater. He wasn't just talking to his disciples of that day. He's talking to his disciples of this day, us. All right. Back to the book. Page 168. Uh, first full paragraph. Last few sentences says, get out of the darkness of human thinking and living into the light of wholeness and the fullness of life. The people that walked in the darkness have seen a great light. They that have dwelt in the land of the shadow of death upon them. The light has shined. Isaiah nine, two. So we have to get out of the darkness of human thinking and living and turn within to our own indwelling spirit to, and seek the light that heals, seek the light that transforms, seek the light that that flips the script on your life. Because it's now time for you to have the life that you deserve. If not now, when? It's now time for you to be healed. It's now time for you to work with your own innate wholeness. If not now, when? You waiting for the ducks to get lined up, it's always going to be stuff to do. Stephen Covey wrote it best when he when he wrote that that you will make your transition. He wrote actually said you'll die with things in your inbox. In other words, when you leave here, it'll be stuff to do. Just sit with that. When you leave here, it'll be stuff to do. When you leave here, it'll be stuff to do. When you leave here, it'll be stuff to do. So you might as well focus your mind on the things that'll give you the life you desire. Why put your intention and your attention on things that don't benefit you? Focus on your healing. Focus on your wholeness. Focus on your spiritual uh, completeness. 
back to the books. It quotes the scripture from Matthew chapter eight, verse two and three. If thou will, thou can make me clean. Then it quotes Jesus. I will be thou made clean. This was the leper's appeal to Jesus and his affirmative response. He says here, Jesus evidence to believe that God's will is always good. God wills life and health because God is life and wholeness. God is not, could not be the author of sickness or affliction of any kind. If God were the author of sickness, then no one, not even Jesus, would be able to heal the sick. So there are people at times who believe that God wants some people to go through illness and sickness and whatever. One of the things, a new thought that we always say is that God's essential character is good. And if God's essential character or nature is absolute good, then God cannot will for us something inconsistent with the nature of God. That's key. God, if God's nature or essential character is absolute good, God's will has to be consistent with that nature. Therefore, people going through their sicknesses and illnesses and whatever is not God's will. Every time Jesus met someone who wanted to be healed, he was a channel through which the healing process could happen. He never said, well, God wants you to be sick, or maybe this is your soul lesson, or this is your karma, or any of that. He didn't care about that. You want to be made whole? Okay, be thou made whole. Be clean. As you believe, be have it be it done unto you. These are the things that we have to work with because we make up a whole bunch of stuff about the reasons why we go what why we go through what we go through. And God just wants us to be whole. All that other stuff is our stuff. You know, he goes on on page 169. He says the idea that God's anger caused sickness became part of the basis of Christian theology. And unfortunately, people today still believe that. So on page 169, toward the bottom of the page, it states man or humanity has a built in capacity for health. This is the evidence of man's divinity. Charles Fillmore says health, real health is from within and does not have to be manufactured in the without. It is the normal condition of man, a condition true to the reality of his being. Now, think about that. Health, real health is the is from within and does not have to be manufactured in the without. Well, if we really could get that. That within us is a healing potential. That is so strong that we don't have to have it manufactured from without. Now, let me state clearly. I'm not quoting this out of this book to tell you not to seek medical help. Uh, If I personally need to go to the doctor, I go. Because I believe that the intelligence of God works through the doctor just like it can work through through anything else. So I don't make a differentiation. I know. So and if people do, you let people have their own experience and you have yours. But you can know why you're going through the experience that the true healer is within and the things that we do 
whether uh, the book states later on another page, whether the power of potential is activated by meditation or medication makes no difference. Matter of fact, that's on page 163. It says uh, whether the life principles energy is activated by meditation or medication makes no difference. We have to be in that space. So I'm not telling anybody not to go to the doctor. What I am saying is that real health is from within. It does not have to be manufactured in the without. It is your normal condition, a condition that is consistent with the truth of who you are. If you can get that, you got it. That's the issue. If you can get that, you got it. You can be healed because you already whole. He goes on to say there's a divinity in man which is whole and perfect is the whole and perfect activity of God. God's will is the ceaseless longing of the creator working for perfect working to perfect himself in that which he has created. So God's desire within you is to express his wholeness. God's desire. Can you just accept that God's God seeks to express the goodness of itself through you as you. All right. Page 171. He says, will thou be made whole? Quoting from John chapter five, verse six. And it says, Jesus wisely makes a point of man's desire. There was a man who had been lame for 38 years. And basically Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? Because sometimes people have to, you have to know, do you really want this? Are you going to become passionate about your own healing? Are you going to become focused and concentrated about your own healing? Are you become hungry about your own healing? How bad do you want it? He says on the bottom of the page, so Jesus is saying to the lame man, Do you want to be healed badly enough to give up your feelings of self-pity, to reject the long-standing habit of dwelling in despair and despondency, to be satisfied to live without the attention and the assistance and the sympathy of others? Are you willing to take command of the forces within you and issue an executive order? In other words, are you willing to tell your mind and tell your body, we're focused on our healing and that's all we're doing? In other words, You can be focused on your healing or you can keep your story, but you can't have both. But this is what I went through and this is why. Okay, we're talking about healing. You don't know what I've been through. Okay, I get that. And we're talking about healing. That's tough for people because people are connected to their story. And why they're in the state that they're in. And I'm not diminishing or devaluing that. I'm saying, do you want to be whole? Because if you want to be whole, you'll focus on your wholeness. If you want to be healed, you'll focus on your healing. That's what it's about. Now, we're coming up on our um, uh, last break. I do want to um, remind you that I do have a Facebook page that's connected to this show. Uh Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Make sure that you go on it, click on it, like the page, share it with others. 
comment on it. I'd appreciate it. Uh, let's help spread the word. Also, for those who do watch the live stream, it just dawned on me that I'm actually doing the lesson on Sunday. So if you want to hear me uh, preach on the Internet uh, and see me while I'm doing it during the midst of a church service, 1030 to 12 uh, at www.cutemple.org, Christ Universal Temple's website, you can hear me preach. So we're going to take our last break and I'll be right back with Truth Transforms. a coach in your corner a life coach that is like a coach in sports a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them join certified life coach carla mcclellan tuesdays at 3 p.m for vibrant living on unity online radio each week coach carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused more meaningful and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and we're on page 172 of the book, Discover the Power Within You. 
And I quote, the force of will is almost unbelievably effective in combating physical ills. The simple statement, I will be well, gathers the forces of mind and body around the central idea of wholeness. It is doubtful if anyone has ever died until he let go his will to live. When told by his physicians that he must die because he could do no more for him, one man said, and leave my family of helpless children, I will not die. I will live. And he recovered his health and lived many years. Now, I'm not saying that everybody who ever dies, I realize what he's saying. But I don't want to make such an absolute statement, but I want you to get his point. Your will to fight. And I say fight, I don't mean fight in in combat. But sometimes, you know, there there, there is times when it's time for you to uh, stir up uh, a serious intent. And you literally have to will yourself. You know, if your body is hurting, it takes a lot of will to get out of the bed. And do what you got to do. It takes a lot of will to fo- to exercise through pain. It takes a lot of will to keep going back and doing the rehab. It takes a lot of will to not give up. It takes a lot of will. So, so part of understanding the process of healing is you have to be laser beam focused on it. Because you'll give yourself every reason not to be healed, to give up, to not try, to be become cynical about it. Well, what difference will it make? So what I'm saying to you is don't give up. Keep fighting. Don't give up. Keep going forward. Don't give up. Keep turning within. Don't give up and seek whatever's you know, methodology you need to do that that your conscience tells you you need to do or what your medical says what you need to do or your minister and priest or a man or rabbi or whatever. But you keep going forward for your healing, realizing your innate spiritual wholeness and realize that the you know, you might be even given a prognosis and a diagnosis, but realize that you, your original prognosis and diagnosis comes from God. And it's, I'm made in the image and likeness of God. I'm a spiritual being living in the spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. I'm God's idea of itself. My body is the temple of the living God and God's perfect wholeness and peace expresses through my body right now. I am full of life. I'm full of energy. I'm full of wholeness. My body expresses the perfection of spirit now, and I am well, whatever it is. But you get into the space to where you consistently are speaking the word, and you're 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 speaking the word. And it says in the book of Job, thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. You're speaking the word, and you're speaking the word, and you're speaking the word. Not giving up. Not giving up. There's a certain amount of tenacity that goes along with healing that you that you got to be dogged. I'm on I'm on this. You know, sometimes we can be too passe when it comes to things. You know, okay, whatever. You know, if it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. This is your life. This is your well-being on the line. Or say you're working and working with healing with somebody else. If you're a minister or a spiritual practitioner, you having a wholeness of a consciousness of wholeness could be the difference in somebody's life. 
Don't play with it. Don't play with it. You know, one of the things about the, uh, you know, that always reminds me about the importance of being a minister is when I will have to walk into a hospital room and not see machines and beds and doctors and nurses and tubes, IVs and needles and sometimes the physical state that a person might be in. And in the midst of all of that, behold the Christ in the situation. And being the stand for spiritual wholeness in that moment, because in that moment, literally, as a minister of God, I represent God. So I don't don't take it lightly. So when you're working with somebody now, again, there's nothing more. There's nothing special in ministers that are not in other people. We just said yes to it. and, and 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 those who take it seriously commit to living that living that space, living that consciousness, <clears throat> living a life that there is no retirement. You don't retire from ministry. You might retire from occupation of ministry, but you don't retire from ministry. You're a minister to the to, till you close your eyes, because that's how it works. But anyway, back to the book. He goes on to say, we need to work diligently in our prayer time. This is page 172. We need to work diligently in our prayer time to renounce any tendencies to accept and hold to less than that which is whole. He says, this prayer is beautiful. Father, let your perfect will be done in and through me. I accept your healing activity. I will to will your will. I desire healing for I believe that anything less than health and the desire for healing is a rejection of thy presence as life in me. So he's working with it. He's working with the process. He, then he says, remember, this desire for healing has nothing whatever to do with influencing God that you are worthy or urging him to come to your aid. God cannot do otherwise than come to your aid, for you are the very self-livingness of God. If you come to yourself like the prodigal son, if you awake and remember, If you desire healing with all of your heart, if you accept it and are willing to let go of everything less than wholeness in mind or body, then you most certainly can't and will be healed. He put a lot on that. He said, he says, if you come to yourself, that's that's one step. Know who you are spiritually. You got to wake up and come to yourself. All right. He said, come to yourself. If you awake and remember. Then if you desire healing with all your heart, he didn't just say if you desire healing. He said, if you desire healing with all your heart, you have to have clarity and conviction. You have to see it and you have to feel it. Feel it deeply in your gut. He said, if you desire healing with all your heart. If you accept it, ah, see, you got to accept that healing is a possibility. So you can desire healing, but then you got to accept that it's possible for you. And are willing. That's another key because we know how to be willful, but it's another thing to be willing. And we are willing to let go of everything less 
than wholeness in mind and body. So there's some thoughts, there's some feelings that we need to let go. There's some forgiveness that needs to happen, most likely. There are concepts, ideologies, prejudices, biases that have to be released. We have to let go of everything less than wholeness in mind or body. I would say mind and body. Then we can be healed. So he just gave us a process. Now, you know, these are the things that we have to work with. All right. You know, we have to know that I have accepted or come to myself and woke up. I need to remember who I am. Primary cause of suffering is forgetfulness of our divine nature as, a, as spiritual beings with dominion over our own thoughts and feelings. We've forgotten who we are, so we need to come to ourselves, wake up and remember, then desire healing with all our heart. Then we have to accept that it's possible for us. Then we have to be willing to let go of the things that interfere with the process of healing. That's what it's about. Right here, right there, right in this chapter is a formula for you to work with. Don't miss it. See, because sometimes we read something that's good and we want we want to go on to the next paragraph, the next page, the next chapter. And we don't get the crux of what it is really saying to us. I want you to get that that's the steps. That's one formula, not the formula. But he just gave us a well when he wrote this in the 60s a form of how to work with healing so we only got a couple of minutes left and it's only a couple of pages left in this chapter so i'm not going to try to squeeze those in um next week we're going to be function uh talking about the miracle of abundance and how jesus uh taught and demonstrated the principles of prosperity so i think that uh, you'll definitely want to hear that um i think it'll be definitely good Yet again, I want to thank you all for uh, continuing to uh, uh, support this show, um, to listen to it live, to download it later. I get emails from people and Facebook inbox messages, etc. And I appreciate all of that. Let's keep working. Let's keep spreading the message. Let's keep going forward, um, um, learning together how to live better lives. So, um, reminder yet again. That uh, you know, I'll be preaching on Sunday at Christ Universal Temple. So, if you're in the area, please stop in. If you can watch it online, please do so at www.cutemple.org. Make sure that you're listening to the show. If you do not have the book, make sure you get the book. Discover the power within you, because we have several more chapters we have to finish before we finish this out for the year, and we want to make sure that we are. Uh, focus. I want to make if, if you are just getting the book, catch up, read the material. If you do have the book and you've been going with me chapter by chapter, make sure that you're actually writing out how you will put into practice the things that you're reading. It's only as good as how you implement it. Any uh, you know, information is just potential power until you use it. So um, with that, we're going to go ahead and close the show for today. Um, thank you. Um, God bless you all. I know that um, you all are working and developing your own souls in your own individual ways. 
I behold the Christ in you. I see your perfect wholeness. I know who you are. Thank you for knowing who I am. God bless you. And I'll be back with you next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Your friends at Unity invite you to reflect on these words from Reverend Jim Rosemurgy. Pause and take a deep breath. When you are ready, affirm silently to yourself. Sweet, sweet spirit, I desire a closer walk with you. Show me the way. I am listening. Take time now in the silence to get in touch with the spiritual guidance within you. Have faith that your next step, your unfolding, Your spiritual growth is coming to you in divine order through your spiritual instinct or your spiritual knowingness. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? 
Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit. Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify. 